0: Thanks everyone. We'll start, it, it is happening again. So next, we're, uh, we're, we're looking at the, uh, the genuinely ancient chalk monument of the White Horse of Uffington, um, and someone who knows it almost intimately. Someone who knows the White Horse of Uffington int- intimately. do please welcome speaking on the White Horse, uh, Emily Cleaver. Hello. I'm sure probably everyone here knows this image. Um, It's the White Horse at Uffington. Um, It's the oldest of the English Chalk Hill figures. Um, Yes, (laughs) sorry. Yes, I'm sure everyone knows this. Uh, It's the oldest of the English Chalk Hill figures, the White Horse at Uffington. Um, It's about 3,000 years old, and it's one of the iconic uh, images of the English landscape. It appears everywhere. It's on the logo of the local council, um, it's on um, record sleeves, on badges in artwork, it's on one of the T-shirts outside in the foyer. Um, What some of you might not know about the horse, and possibly what's most amazing about it, is that the only reason that the horse still exists, that we still see it on the hillside, um, is because for the last 3,000 years, at regular intervals, people have come from the surrounding areas to clean the horse. Um, And that's the only reason that it's still visible. And that's what I'm going to be talking about. Um, The horse is um, an incredible object. It's visible from about 20 miles away. Um, It's cut from the chalk of the hill itself um, in trenches about a metre deep, which are packed with chalk. Um, It's a strange image. Um, Perhaps one of the reasons it's so famous and so well known is because it's such an abstract, odd image. um, In some ways, it doesn't look An enormous amount like a horse. Um, It's got a very strange square head, a kind of beak at the front, um, a a very long tail, almost too long for a horse, and strangely shaped legs. Um, In fact, um, in the past, people have argued that maybe it's not a horse, that maybe it's a dragon or a dog. Um, Although these days, the consensus is that it probably was intended to be a horse. It bears a striking resemblance to images of horses on ancient British coins. Um, If you were at Whitehorse Hill um, last July the 1st, um, skipping forward a couple, um, standing about here, um, which is where I was at that date, looking up at the hill, um, you would have been able to see a procession of people making their way up the hill towards the horse. Um, A surprising number of people for about 8.30 in the morning on a Saturday. Um, I was there because uh, I'd heard about the chalking, the event that was happening that day. Um, I'm a writer, and I've been scouting around for interesting things to write about, Um, and I'd come across uh, a mention of the chalking, which is these days run by the National Trust, Um, and so I decided to go along. Um, So it was early in the morning. Um, It's a beautiful spot. Um, It's on the edge of the the chalk downs. Um, You can see it here uh, on the edge of the escarpment. Um, a very steep, steep slope down in front of the horse. Um, this area in front of the horse is called the manger, um, sloping down towards an area called Dragon's Hill. And up above the horse is a, a hill fort, um, the Uffington Hill Fort. Um, uh, it's an area of, of um, packed with prehistoric monuments. So the horse is just one of them. Um, there's the horse, the hill fort. There are other hill forts in the area. Um, there are long barrows, um, round barrows, um, Wayland Smithy is nearby, um, and the ancient British road, the Ridgeway, runs nearby as well. So on this day in July last year, um, the people were coming to chalk the horse. Um, and this is an event that happens these days twice a year, and it's run by the National Trust. Um, the National Trust manage White Horse Hill um, these days. Um, the National Trust weed the horse um, before the chalking happens um, and then they ask volunteers to come uh, to, to re the horse um, so people arrive, um, they have an hour slot uh, and they, they come to do the work. Um, there's something strangely uh, religious and ritualistic about this process even now, even today um, it's a very old uh, process which has been done for a long time but um, even now uh, it's it's got a religious and uh, ritualistic feeling to it. Um, people arrive at the horse. I'm gonna skip ahead. These are some of the photos that I took on the day. Um, they, are, they, meet, uh, they are met by a National Trust ranger who hands each person um, a bucket of fresh chalk, um, a hammer and a pair of knee pads. Um, and then they are shown to a small area of the horse, which it's their responsibility to, to re-chalk. And that involves... Uh, using the hammers to smash up lumps of fresh chalk and to spread it like a paste over the surface of the horse um, so that by the end of the weekend, it happens all weekend, twice a year, um, the entire surface of the horse has been re-chalked so that it's bright white and can be seen again um, from a long distance. Um, and it's, it's quite a moving event. Um, it's very quiet on top of the hill. It's very windy, always very windy up there. Um, but it, people stay quite quiet... Um, you can, the only sounds you can hear are the wind, um, the birdsong, um, the chink of the hammers um, smashing the chalk, um, and you can feel the thuds of the hammers through your feet as you're standing on the hill. Um, there's a sense of community to it as well. Um, people talk in sort of low, hushed voices and to each other, um, but there's a lot of concentrating on your area, um, a, a sense of, sort of, of shared responsibility for the horse. Now, I said at the start this was an ancient tradition. Um, Sometimes when we talk about something being an ancient tradition, um, it turns out that, in fact, the evidence for that might be pretty scanty or there have been long gaps in the past where the tradition didn't happen. Sometimes it's a rather twee Victorian (coughs) reimagining of the tradition or a more modern reintroduction. But there's really good evidence that chalking the horse or scouring the horse, as it used to be called, genuinely has been happening regularly for the last 3,000 years. And the evidence for that is the horse itself If people hadn't been coming to chalk the horse uh, every few years, um, sometimes it's happened every decade, sometimes there's been a gap of a couple of decades, uh, the horse would disappear if this didn't happen. Um, This is the the ranger at White Horse Hill, uh, Andy Foley. Um, He told me, without a doubt, the horse would no longer be here if it wasn't for people managing it. It must have happened like this since it was put into the hillside. So this is genuinely something ancient that has been happening regularly since this time. And there's also evidence that this has always been a social and a community event. Um, in the past, these days, the, the horse is um, chalked, the chalking is run by the National Trust, and it's a very sort of National Trust event. Um, it's rather staid. They, they don't serve tea and scones, but they might as well do. Um, there's a mm-hmm. lot of uh, wellies being worn and barber jackets. Um, but in the past, the scouring of the horse was a much more raucous, uh, rowdy and much more crowded affair. Um, these days, there's probably, it's probably about 30 people on the hill at any one time, um, in the past, it was, there, was, there were a lot more um, in the eighteenth century. Uh, the talking of the horse was accompanied by a fair which was held in the uh, hill fort, um, the grassy area on top of the hill um, and People would come from the villages and towns all around uh, the horse would be scoured, it was called the scouring then um, and then they would stay for the fair. Um, the fair would happen every five years um, in those days at Whitson and this is an image this is an image from the 19th century of the fair of the scouring. Um, and various events would take place uh, after the scouring had been done. Um, This is the antiquarian Francis Wise uh, describing the scouring in 1736. The ceremony of scouring the horse from time immemorial has been solemnised by a numerous concourse of people from all the villages round about. I'm informed though the horse stands in the parish of Uffington, yet other towns claim by ancient custom a share of the duty upon this occasion. Um, It it sounds like it was a lot more fun in those days than it is now. Um, (laughs) This is uh, cheese rolling um, down the manger in front of the horse. Those of you who have been to the horse probably remember that it's an incredibly steep drop below the horse. Um, They would roll a cheese down it, um, as they still do at Cooper's Hill in Gloucestershire. Um, There were various other um, events. There was horse racing. Horse racing uh, formed uh, uh, the centre of of the the events um, in the uh, 18th century. Um, with various prizes for different types of horse. Um, There were also uh, various other sporting events, cudgel matches, um, jingling, I'm not entirely sure, but apparently jingling involves blindfolded men chasing another man dressed in bells. Uh, In 1776, um, there was sack races. Um, according to the bill from that year, every man to bring his own sack to take part. Um, And the prize was a good hat. (laughs) Um, So this was an important event in the social calendar. Um, It happened every five years, and lots of people would come. Um, In 1780, a local paper uh, talked about 30,000 people having attended the fair, Um, so it was a a big event. and a, a, a rowdy one as well. Um, in the, 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 it was last run in 1857, that was the last year it happened, um, and then the local police were in attendance to keep things under control, um, possibly because people were chasing a greased pig about the hillside. <laughs> uh, um, a pig would be released onto the down to be the prize of the man who catches him under certain regulations. It doesn't specify what the regulations were. <laughs> this is, Oh, this is the greased pig, here we go. <laughs> and that is a backsording in 1857. I'm not entirely sure what backswording is. <laughs> um, in the 19th century, the fair became less frequent. It wasn't associated with Whitson anymore, um, and, and it's happened less frequently. Um, perhaps because uh, fairs like this uh, began to die out, um, it's thought that working practices in the 19th century began to change, and it began to be more difficult for people to get the time off to go to fairs. And there was also uh, people frowned upon rowdy events, um, where things were seen as getting out of control, Um, so the fair started to die out. Um, It did still happen, though. There were were more events um, in the the 19th century. Um, 1803, uh, they had grinning through the horse collar matches um, and a gallon of gin for the woman who could smoke the most tobacco in an hour. (laughs) Uh, There were only two entrants. (laughs) Both gypsies. <laughs> in 1843, One Wells Menagerie um, came to the fair, which involved getting an elephant and a caravan up on top of the horse, onto the horse hill. If you've been there, that's quite a feat. Um, and in 1859 was the last fair. Um, and since, uh, but then after that, even when the fairs had stopped, the chalking still happened, um, less frequently, but every decade or so, the, the horse would be chalked. Uh, during the war, um, during the Second World War, the horse was covered over. Um, people were worried that the, um, the German bombers the Luftwaffe would, would use the horse as a navigation aid, and so the horse was covered with um, branches and bracken and grass and was, in fact, left like that for a long time, um, for a decade or so. It was covered up until the 1950s um, when it was uncovered and, and rechalked again. So today the chalking is a quieter affair. Um, but... It's still an important um, event for the local people. Um, When I was there in July, um, I would say most of the people there were from, not the surrounding villages, but the surrounding areas from Oxfordshire and the nearby counties um, who had come to to chalk the horse. Um, There were people from further afield who had an interest, a couple of people from America and so on, but for the most part, it was was people from nearby. And the horse is still valued by locals. So I spoke to some of the people there um, about why they'd come to do this. Um, This is one of the the, the women there. I'm a neo-pagan, and I feel it connects me to the land. It's of great spiritual significance. And that was quite a common theme. People felt the spiritual significance of the horse, um, and they felt that going through this ritual of chalking, um, several described it as a ritual, they felt connected to the land and connected to the horse itself. There was also a sense of... um, the importance of looking after the horse, a a custodial um, sense of uh, the horse being important. Um, One man said, if we didn't do it, it would disappear and the world would be a sorrier place. Um, There were also lots of children at the Chalking. Um, Lots of families had brought children um, to show them the horse and uh, people talked about the importance of passing it on to, to their children. Um, and some people remembered the horse um, from their childhoods and uh, stories about it and, and uh, folklore about it from their childhoods. Um, one woman and her family were, had been given the eye to chalk, which she was very pleased with. Um, she said, When I was a little girl and I came here with my mum and dad, the eye was a special spot. We used to make a wish on it. Um, and that's a common theme in the, um, in the folklore of the horse, the significance of the eye. Um, an archaeologist called David Miles, who excavated the horse in the 1990s, um, did some oral history research in the um, villages um, surrounding the area um, and found that theme coming back a lot, um, the eye bringing luck um, or also fertility. Um, Rangers on the hill told David Miles that uh, they frequently found offerings left on the eye, um, flowers, coins and candles, um, and that they'd heard stories of couples um, after marriage, come into the eye to stand on it to, uh, to bring fertility. Um, Dave Miles also spoke to some of the old people in the villages. Um, one old lady who uh, said that every time she passed the horse on the bus, she would turn to face it, uh, even if she couldn't see it. Um, and another resident who told him that she rearranged the furniture in her front room so that she could sit facing the horse, and that apparently this was a common practice in the village. Um, so obviously the horse is an important part of the landscape, and. for the the people in the local villages. Um, But what is it for? What was the horse for? Um, Clearly, the horse communicates with the landscape. We can still see that now. Um, Whether that was originally for religious reasons, uh, whether it was a tribal symbol, whether it was a symbol of fertility, we can't know for certain. Um, We do know a a bit more these days about how old the horse is. Um, For a long time, no one knew how old the horse was. There were various different theories Some people thought it was Iron Age, some people thought it was later, possibly Anglo-Saxon. It was thought that there was no way to date the horse um, because people thought that it had been pretty much just scratched into the hillside, that the turf had been removed to reveal the chalk. If that was the case, there would be no way to date it. Um, But in fact, um, when the horse was uncovered after the war in the 1950s, um, an archeologist did some investigative work and found that uh, the horse had actually been dug into the hill in trenches. so, when archaeologists in the 90s found his research, um, they realized that a new technique called optical stimulated luminescence could be used to date the quartz layers at the bottom of the trench, which would give them a date for the horse. Um, they knew the horse must be pretty ancient. Um, it resembles horses on uh, ancient British coins. Um, it's mentioned in a 12th century manuscript called The Wonders of Britain. Um, as, as already being something old. So they knew it must be old, but they didn't know how old. And it turned out to be um, possibly early Iron Age, maybe even late Bronze Age, Bronze Age so about 3,000 years old. And amazingly, the horses stayed pretty much the same shape for the whole of that time, despite being cleaned and resurfaced regularly. Um, there have been some changes. It's possible that the tail wasn't so long when it was made, that the head wasn't so square, that the beak was a slightly different shape. But... By and large, the horse is the same shape um, that it's always been, which is pretty incredible. Um, It would have been tough, labour-intensive work um, making the horse. It would have involved digging these metre-deep trenches, um, possibly with stone tools or antler picks, or possibly bronze or iron tools, depending on exactly when the horse was built, and then packing the trenches with chalk from elsewhere on the hill um, so that the chalk was white because it was from the surface. It's possible that other things have changed about the horse. It's probable that when the horse was first made, um, it was more visible from the surrounding areas. The the plane of the hill has changed slightly with erosion and with the cleaning to make the horse more horizontal than it was. Um, Why the horse is in such a visible position or difficult position um, is not entirely clear, although there are plenty of other examples of this in prehistoric um, art. hard-to-reach Paleolithic caves or um, the Nazca Lines, which can only be seen in their entirety from above. Um, But it's clearly part of the landscape, and clearly the people who put it there wanted it to be part of the landscape. It's possible that it was intended to be seen from the ridgeway, from the the ancient road, which was probably in use at about the time that the the horse was created. Um, Talking to David Miles, who was there on the day that um, the the archaeologist who excavated in the 90s, he was there on the day that I was. Um, he told me that he thought that ancient peoples did not necessarily have our cinematic attitude to images. So, to them, possibly the fact that the horse could be seen for miles around wasn't as important as it seems to us. That in fact the existence of the horse and the making of the horse uh, were the key part, the, the key points to making it. Um, there is a theory that the horse is a reference to uh, a sun horse, a horse that draws the sun across the sky. Um, if you stand in the valley below, you stand below the horse, um, looking up at it, the sun rises from behind it and then crosses the sky um, over the horse uh, to set on the other side. Um, so it's possible um, that the horse is a reference to stories of the, uh, the sun being pulled across the sky uh, by a horse, or, uh, a horse and chariots, um, which is a common motif in, um, in Celtic art. So perhaps the most interesting question about the horse um, is not what it represents, but why it was made in this form. Why would you choose such an unstable form that needed constant maintenance um, to create something so large um, and so impactful? Um, Other prehistoric monuments are built to last. Um, The horse was definitely not built to last. And the people who made it must have known that. They would have known the landscape they would have known um, about building. Um, So why did they choose this form? Um, And it's possible that the unstability of the horse was part of the point of making it. Um, The horse requires a social event to to keep it visible, and it requires a group gathering and a ritual cleaning um, to to keep it part of the landscape. And that could have been part of the original point, to bring people together to clean it, to to remake the horse um, every so often. And these days, that still happens. Um, It may be run by the National Trust, and you may have to book online to go and clean the horse. Um, But it's still a social gathering, and it's still a a ritual gathering um, that happens twice a year. Um, So the tradition still continues. When you're standing on the horse, um, it's an odd feeling because you can't see the whole horse at once. Uh, You can only see the whole horse from below in the valley. Um, And that's a little bit like the history of the horse itself. It can only be understood uh, in its its long lifespan um, as a transient object that was deliberately intended to disappear without people to come and clean it. Thank you. Thank you, Emily.